0: Hello and welcome to in the Sink, the podcast from Catalan News where we talk about all things Catalan, from sport and culture to news and current affairs. My name is Alejandra Angulo and today on the podcast we'll be chatting about the climate change effects that have put the future of the famous Mares line at risk. Catalonia and Spain's oldest train line connecting Barcelona with the beginning of the Costa Brava. Stay with us. Joining me here in the studio are Christina Thomas-White and Gerard Cash folk Nice to see you both! Hi! Hello! Hey. <laughs> Hi! It's going great! Are you ready for this ride?
1: Yeah! <laughs>
0: Indeed we are! Yes! Yeah, me too! I'm very enthusiastic about this episode. I'm a huge fan of trains, you know? Like this classic quote from Ralph Waldo says, it's not the destination, but the journey. And I have heard that the Maresma Line route is quite a uh, scenic one. In fact, I imagine you both have taken the Maresma line more times than I have, for sure, because I just moved to Barcelona uh, six months ago. <laughs> so I was wondering, guys, if you could describe to our listeners the Maresma County and actually what sort of things do you see during this particular ride?
1: <laughs> well, you start out from Barcelona, obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. From actually right near here. You yeah. can take it at Sands. Um
1: It's the Air One line, uh, yeah. first of all. So that tells you it's already like the first one and you can see the beach, the sea, and the mountains. Yeah, no,
2: Ma- Marisma County, you know, it's this long coastal county between Barcelona, the Barcelona area, and the beginning of the Costa Brava. And many of the towns there are either right along the coast, so beside the train line, which is parallel, runs parallel to the sea, next to the N2 highway. And there are also some towns that are up on the mountain. So it's, it's a kind of narrowish county <laughs> Very scenic if you take the train up the coast.
1: Uh, Yeah, you see like a lot of beaches and you can get to see also if like you're traveling, you get to see like the beginning. The first beaches like Badalona are like quite crowded. But then as you like get close, further away from Barcelona, it like gets more calm and like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. more beautiful as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's quite a nice ride.
0: And it also gets very crowded in the summer, right? Yeah, I mean definitely in the summer because
2: there are a lot of people from Barcelona that will go up the coast and you know spend a day at the beach and then in the evening especially it's just packed of pe- with people trying to get back to Barcelona at the same time of the day.
1: Or yeah. the other way around as well because obviously we have to consider that some people live in Barcelona and have to go to Mar, one of the towns Air One goes to mm-hmm. to work, for example.
2: But even, you know, I mean, that's just in the summer, but even the rest of the year, mm-hmm. it's, there are a lot of people in, on this in line. In fact,
1: during one day, there are over 100,000 people traveling on Air and,
2: One. And all in all, um, there are almost 40 million people that ride this train every year.
1: Just so you know, Spain has 47 million inhabitants. So we are talking about almost the same amount of people People living in Spain and traveling in this train
0: line—that's a lot. How many stations does it cover? Thirty-one.
1: 31. Yeah. yeah,
2: and it's also worth mentioning that the line is managed by Spain. So the the tracks are run by Adif, a state-owned company, and Renfe, which is also a state-owned company, is in charge of the trains themselves.
0: Yeah, and it's mind-blowing to think that this line has been transporting passengers since 1848 when it was so built. time. Although marisma line is not that old, I believe. I mean, if, if you compare it to train lines in other parts of uh, the world and Europe.
1: Well, in fact, that's the interesting part of this line is that it's the first one that was built in Catalonia and in Spain. And it was built by... A and businessman, Miguel Biada, who traveled to Cuba. And yeah, exactly. You yeah. <laughs> and he took part in the fir- in building the first train line in La Habana. And when he returned back home, he's what we call an India person that made his fortune when he was traveling to the West Indies, when as they were called at the time. And when he returned, he decided to to build it because he saw a huge opportunity financially and for the neighborhood and for the area uh, especially because it was a huge factory area yeah. uh, traveling to Barcelona Yeah
0: he, he wanted to connect his hometown in Mataró with Barcelona and at the beginning the survey was conceived to transport the Barcelona bourgeoisie to their summer residence mhm mm-hmm. now now they all drive <laughs> now it's <laughs>
1: Yeah <laughs> they don't go to the Madesma area anymore yeah, they go no, they far far Yeah wh- way.
0: Wh- where do, where do they go now they go to Costa Brava. <laughs> they go even further. Yeah, from, from even Barcelona. further. Mm, nice. That's a nice life. But let's travel to the present day, guys, uh, where storms, raising sea levels and a lack of political will is putting at risk the Mares line. Cristina, why don't you tell us a bit more about these incidents that have been going on on the Catalan coast? Yeah, so, you know, anyone who's been
2: here for the past couple years will remember Storm Gloria in January 2020, which, you know, didn't only hit Catalonia, it hit the rest of the Iberian Peninsula, but here, in particular, the the coast was just battered by by storms and, and just severe weather. So... Here, the train line was affected by this because, for example, between Mar and Blanes, there's a train bridge that was that took 10 months to rebuild. It was just
1: um, completely destroyed.
2: Completely destroyed, as were the windows, the train station windows in Premiada Mad. You know, it, it just deeply affected the line. And even more recently, in March, there was a temporal Celia storm that wasn't nearly as big as Gloria, but it still um, actually it swept away part of the track bed between Pineda and Malgrat, and the the service was interrupted there for a day. So the, these storms happen relatively frequently, and every time they happen, there, there are always incidents along this line.
0: Yeah, in fact, I have some figures with me here that say that over the past 30 years, the sea level on the Catalan Cove has been rising by 3.3 millimeters a year.
2: And and this actually is even more severe in this Marisma County area because we see that the beaches have just been swallowed um, at a much faster rate than other parts of the Catalan coast. So, for example, in Badalona, right next to Barcelona, that's almost 10 meters uh, per year that are being lost to the sea. Whereas in Mongat, that's 7.5 meters. That's much higher than the Catalan average
0: all these climate change incidents that we just discussed have sparked the debate among environmental experts, politicians, and even locals. I would like to take a pause now and listen to Christina's report on this particular issue. Let's have a listen. We'll be back in a bit. How could
2: businessman Miquel Villada have ever imagined in the 1840s that man-made climate change two centuries later would put his life's work at risk? The first train line in Catalonia and across Spain was launched in 1848 between Barcelona and Mataró, his birthplace. The chosen route? By the sea, as picturesque as possible. But now, rising sea levels and the erosion caused by ports and the canalization of river streams have already partially swallowed beaches in Marisma, the county the R1 line crosses, connecting Barcelona and the Costa Brava. The train tracks and the N2 highway that run parallel to it could soon be next. Service can be far from reliable whenever there's severe weather. The water sometimes destroys the breakwaters that are supposed to protect the tracks, which obviously leads to delays and
0: cancellations. La
2: the train line with its protective walls, the N2 highway, and the buildings along the coast make it so that the coast's natural system can't work correctly. Increasing erosion, Juan Manuel Villaplana, a geologist at the GeoRisk Observatory, told me.
1: According
2: to him, good, wide beaches would be the best form of protection against big
0: storms.
2: Storm Gloria interrupted the service for days, and this March, in a not as relevant episode of severe weather, the water even swept away part of the track bed in Pineda la Mar. The Spanish government, through its public companies, Adif and Renfe, is in charge of the infrastructure, and locals demand action from them now. Spain spent 12 million euros last year to put in an additional 12-kilometer barrier between the tracks and the sea between Mataró and Cabrera de Mar. But experts, regional authorities, and neighbors like Antonio Esteban from the Preservem Al Association think this isn't enough breakwaters are just like band-aids that last two to three years and then they're gone, Antonia Esteban argues.
1: Una altra gloria, el no
2: Mariswa County can't take another storm gloria, he says. And so for years, a possible solution has been up for debate. Why not move the tracks inland?
0: El motiu pel qual hauríem de traslladar l'interior la R1, la
2: Juan Manuel Vilaplana says one of the main reasons this should be considered is for safety purposes, for the line and train compartments, but also for passengers themselves. Pals Damiad Clot, the mayor of the seaside town of de Mar and a member of the Marisma County Authority, says that Marisma towns would probably all be in favor of moving the line inland. This is something, he says, that needs to be debated. But so far, Spain has instead begun to pinpoint the line's most critical, vulnerable spots to build more protective barriers. Embarking on a huge and costly project that would require a multi-million euro investment in many years, if not decades, of work is out of the question for them. For experts and some locals, investing in expensive, temporary solutions that may never solve the issue is pointless. They want a long-term fix beyond electoral cycles. The Maresma County Authority is planning to create a forum for the 30 affected towns so they can try to find common ground. Should the line stay where it is or should it be moved inland? Should it be managed by Spain or by Catalonia? And so, what does the future hold? Well, the only thing everyone can seem to agree on is that the sea is swallowing the country's oldest train line, something that would also be devastating for Marisma's inhabitants
0: and their livelihoods. Thanks for that, Cristina. One thing that I kept my attention from your report is that all measures taken so far by government officials haven't solved the problem, really, at least in the long run. Yeah. 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 Apparently, a long-term solution could be moving the land inland. But the plan has been installed by a lack of political will, and it's also very expensive. According to the expert, another alternative could be and to and rethink the infrastructures of the roads in the area.
1: Yeah, we have here the n the National Road, which is, uh, runs in parallel with the rail tracks, and it goes through all the Madesma counties as well. And it used to be a free road before, and now it continues to be free, but we also have the highway, like... 20 kilometers apart, which now because they get rid of uh, tolls, it's free. So like a lot of traffic has moved from the national road to the highway, so that left a lot of space for even like. For locals to enjoy, like a more like yeah, peaceful area. Yeah, maybe
2: repurposed, and hmm. also because I mean, it's not only the train tracks that are making the coast more rigid, like Vila Plana was telling us about. It's also the, the road, the N2. So if, if that were you know dismantled somehow or repurposed for locals and, and made less rigid, hmm. whenever there's a storm, there wouldn't be as much erosion as there is now.
0: Yeah, there is so much controversy surrounding this issue and we'll have to keep an eye out on this story in the next coming months. It'll be
2: particularly interesting to see what happens in September too, just because very recently Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez announced that all Renfe tickets for short and medium distance journeys, so that means... Rudalías along mm-hmm. the Marisma coast will be free, mm-hmm. so potentially there could be even more people on this line, which already has a lot of issues going for it.
1: So yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that for sure, especially because there are over 100,000 passengers per day already, so probably that yeah, number m- increases or not. maybe this
2: anti-inflation measure will actually lead to more people on the line.
0: Well, in the meantime, an undeniable truth is that nature is doing its work and climate change is accelerating Maresma Line deterioration. Hopefully, more measures will be taken before a serious accident happens and Maresma last stop is on the water. So, time now for our Catalan phrase. I imagine this week we have something related to trains.
1: Yeah, we could say yeah. perder el tren.
0: Oh, I mean, that sounds like an exact translation will be. I lost my train, but something tells me that yeah. it's, it's deeper than that.
1: Yes, of course, we like to go deeper. Like it would mean, like lost opportunity, losing an opportunity yeah, or like, perder el tren. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, lost my my golden ticket, lost my my goal opportunity. that's it for today if you have any questions or suggestions about topics that you would like to talk about get in touch the email address is filling the at acn.cat or you can try social media too thanks again to everyone that spoke with us thanks to you for tuning in don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcast we're back again next saturday with another episode of filling the sink until then, from me, Alejandra Angulo, and all of us here at Carolina News, bye for now. Adeu.